I will I got to come in. Welcome to the I'm already bad at this. So first up, we've got a slew of news articles. Um, some exclusives from, I believe it was Entertainment Weekly. Uh, I didn't do my research for this segment, so I forget the names of the other ones. Uh, Empire <laughs> Online is one. Em- Empire Online. Yeah, Empire. Uh, I'm going to quickly do my research and then edit this in post. Entertainment Weekly, Variety, and Empire. Okay, well, I'll just go with those three. So we've got some news. Uh, There were some exclusives with James Cameron and friends uh, in Entertainment Weekly, Empire, and uh, Variety. I already i can't even remember three things guys <laughs> this is gonna be a rough episode <laughs> so in a couple of exclusives with entertainment weekly empire and jesus christ <laughs> hold on variety. variety entertainment weekly hold on okay. variety entertainment weekly and empire variety entertainment weekly empire variety empire there you go entertainment weekly. We got, yes? okay <laughs> We finally got our first looks into the sequels with uh, exclusive looks in Empire. (laughs) (laughs) Exciting news for Avatar fans everywhere. We've gotten our first looks at the sequels with exclusives in Entertainment Weekly, Empire Online, and... I swear I'm not doing a bit. (laughs) Variety. I'm going to write this down. I need to write this down. I have it. Go to the recording booth. It's in there. I typed it out. (laughs) Thank you. You're you're saving this episode. Okay. I'm just going to start the episode over. (laughs) We're going to do introductions again. Clean slate. It's going to flow like water and not like molasses. It's, no one's gonna know that the first eight minutes of this recording happened <laughs> until it's edited into the cold open. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah no, the, the proof will be here, and I will selectively choose which of which of it escapes into the real world. Welcome to the Anamukri podcast. We've got a whole lot of Avatar news coming out of our brief hiatus, and we let's just jump right into it. I'm Bamadik, and here are, with me are my co-hosts, Ayana, Awe, and Willem. So first up, Avatar fans everywhere rejoice. We're getting our first pieces of information about Avatar 2, like substantial information, not just like, oh, somebody said that there was going to be water. Um, in a couple of exclusives with uh, Entertainment Weekly, Empire, and Variety, we've gotten a slew of information, uh, some behind-the-scenes looks, uh, some photos, concept art, and also just uh, tidbits about the story. So we actually some- have something to uh, theorycraft about now. I- my initial reaction to this has been, this is the first time in the you know three, four years or so that I've been in this community where Avatar... 2 has like felt real <laughs> like yeah. it, it's been something that we've talked about in the abstract and sort of know that it's coming in some way shape or form but to, to these details being revealed these pieces of concept art and sort of these kind of looks into the you know this the the, the cliff notes of the plot uh 
they have made it real in a way that it has not felt previously to me. Mm -hmm. I have to admit for my part that I didn't read any of these articles. <laughs> I just, uh, <laughs> I just, uh, like pick up picked up stuff that was shared on the Discord server and stuff, but I'm not really in the whole picture. Like I don't know everything, so. Um, okay. Yeah. So, no. for me, it's actually the same because uh, these articles were shared on Discord with a disclaimer. Like, there's some spoilers, spoilery things that you could consider. Well, I mean, it's a movie that's not going to be released in a year, of course. So that's not actual spoilers. Right. Uh, and I like I, I'm still trying to decide for myself if I actually want to l even look at the more plot oriented details of these articles. Right. I mean, I've, I've seen Contact Art, which looks really great. Um, <laughs> and I've also seen tidbits from uh, from the Calutral, uh, uh Twitter account. Uh, but I have not read the entire articles. And so, so maybe you can talk about that. So, so should I like should Eana and I even read these articles? Do you think? They have significant spoilers. Uh, so to sum up these articles for Anna Willem, as well as anyone else who didn't read them, um, the plot details, sort of like the high level outline of the like, here's the inciting incidents kind of situation and let's see what happens uh, are basically all that we got. Um, it's just there was just some sort of clarification about like, what's going on broad strokes with the Omatikaya and like how does that affect our favorite um, characters, Jake and Neytiri. Um, the a mentioning of basically everything that's already been broadly known before, for example, Jake and Neytiri have kids mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> that the whole thing sort of does revolve a lot around family, uh, which is, yeah, that's mostly information that we sort of already knew. Yeah. Um, and it was these articles were sort of just making that very clear. Like, I think if you've had your ear to the ground on anything Avatar 2, there was nothing here that was really like, hey, this this is totally brand new information. It's just kind of right. like a word of God confirmation that, yes, the pieces that you had before do, in fact, fit together in this very predictable way. Yeah, I think right. the... The biggest piece is just that there's pictures of Spider now. Yeah. Uh, like, as, as the character, which which we knew Spider was a character. We just didn't know anything about them. Spider? We even knew, like, kind of high concept of what Spider was, like, all about. Like, yeah. that, you know, he was a human kid born on Pandora who relates more with the Nafi than the people. But, like, uh -huh. his actual relationship with other characters is, like actually somewhat being hinted at now yeah i didn't I, I wasn't familiar with the name but the character like no me neither uh, i knew that there was a human kid yeah yeah i've, I've never heard the name spider before i think yeah same <laughs> like spider who's that <laughs> i mean he's always been he's always been referred to as spider in, in yeah. any like official media yeah okay. like they like the empire um article has the first mention of that i've seen of his actual character's name and not just the nickname spider right so anyway, the, the long and short of all of this information is there's cool concept art to look at if you want to look at it. Um, it's looking like the, a, a huge, there's, there's going to be a lot of themes of family, of course, because we, we, I mean, we knew that there was, it's going to be centering on Jake's family, Jake and Etiri's family. Um, but the, I think 
probably the biggest reveal was mostly just like, like yes there's going to be the omatikaya and the metkaina are going to be trying to coexist in some way shape or form and there is a form of culture shock which is sort of like that's that's just baked into avatar's dna like as a franchise mm -hmm. yeah we haven't really seen it among the navi of course but i really want to see this navi dialects appear i'm hoping we get the <laughs> my biggest point of interest here just because i'm a huge tech nerd is <laughs> the entertainment weekly article discusses how they're doing the underwater motion capture which we all knew that's the big tech thing now, Avatar 1 developed some of the best facial motion capture, and it's still used. And now they're doing underwater mo motion capture. He discusses mm -hmm. how there's a lot of people who really wanted him to do just putting people on wires and simulating being underwater. But apparently he ran ran side-by-side um, -side comparisons, and it doesn't even look close. And the best way to do it was to do it underwater. But they can't use scuba gear because the bubbles will interfere with the motion capture very severely. Oh, yeah. So that's why all of the stuff that you might have seen in the news being that half the cast learned how to uh, hold their breath for upwards of seven and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think my feelings on this are going to be that, like, in the way that we sort of didn't know how good facial capture could be before Avatar we won't really know how good underwater like motion capture can be until avatar 2. it's going to be one of those situations where like once we see avatar do it right we're going to sort of look back with like a little bit out of like oh that oh, that's rough uh to anything that was done before it's going to be kind of like kind of like looking back at like the first toy story where it's just like, yeah, sure, that that looked amazing in its time. And it's like, oh, wow, things can't get better than this. And it's like, oh, no, 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 they can get better than this. And now that we've seen them be yeah. done right, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, the humans in that, in the Toy Story movie, original Toy Story movie, definitely look rough now. The toys, <laughs> not so much, but that's because it was CGI of toys, so it kind of looks toy-like <laughs> right they, they already sort of use these abstracted shapes and now we have chad buzz lightyear so yeah <laughs> slightly off topic but still yeah it's very it, no, it, was, it, it was an applicable tangent yeah <laughs> it'll be i'm very interested to see what more we get out of it mm -hmm. and from what i understand it's still being shot in 3d i never had any doubts about that yeah if if You've never seen a James Cameron movie in 3D. That's the movie you need to see in 3D. It's the least gimmicky 3D you will ever see. I can <laughs> confirm having seen some of... Some, yeah. <laughs> uh, having somewhat recently, earlier this year, uh, actually seen it in 3D for the first time. Uh, I had previously only ever seen it in 2D. Yeah. It's... The open invitation still exists. <laughs> I, I, I'm aware. <laughs> I, I just need... The, there's a couple of issues of just... <laughs> this is me gesturing around, but this is an audio show. So. <laughs> I'm just, you know, you only have to get to Atlanta. I don't see how that. <laughs> yeah, how could that possibly be an issue? You only have to get to, to Atlanta during one of the biggest pandemics in human history. I don't see how. I don't see any issue, yeah. quite frankly. <laughs> so probably the single point, though, that we can talk the most about is some of the pieces of art that have been released. Uh, specifically, we got a lovely scene at the water's edge featuring an ilu. Uh, a Nafi ch child and uh, some Metkaina as well as some Amatikaya 
so uh, take it away, Iana, with your first, uh, <laughs> first response. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, when I first looked at the picture, I was very amazed to see an ilu in good quality and close up. Um, we, ha we haven't had that before, as far as I remember. Um, only like um, shots from afar or where they were completely underwater. Yeah, and yeah. so seeing it said and, and what it looks like actually was pretty mind blowing to me. And um, as I continued looking at the picture, I, I noticed um, that the Metkaina, members of the Metkaina clan, looked uh, different to other Navis that we were familiar with <laughs> so far. Um, meaning that they appear to have some sort of fins on their arms and their tails look to be uh, wider than, um, for example, the Omatikaya. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I was part of the discussions that were happening immediately afterwards. And yeah, it, it, their arms look sort of wider and thinner uh, and their tails are also just sort of like wider and thinner. And it looks like, yeah, they are adapted to the water environment, uh, mm -hmm. which does beg the question, uh, how, for how long have they been near the water? and like for them to have adapted in that way like mm -hmm. um and also uh looking further ahead uh what other adaptations exist like are there not be with with uh, in cold regions that have hair like <laughs> furry nuffies like actually furry <laughs> that's actually an interesting question because yeah we there's some stuff in the some of the resources out there like pandoropedia that suggests that there are regional there's like almost regional speciation if i remember correctly there's a couple mm -hmm. of places i don't know how canada it is but at least on pandoropedia it's mentioned that there's a couple of instances of natvi that can use their tails to hold themselves up right i remember that bit which the omatikaya cannot do mm -hmm. so it makes sense i'm what i'm also very excited for is to see if there's any um, dialects that come out of it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised Absolutely. if there were. I wouldn't be surprised at all if there was dialects. I mean, it's mentioned, I, I feel like, but it's like mentioned in Pandorapedia, but there's you know there's no specifics out there yet. Right. That was sort of the that was the like go to way of Pandorapedia explaining things. Circa like the first film was just like, oh, there's more out there, or like, there's this, but I'm going to give zero details. <laughs> it exists, we swear. <laughs> Which is kind of like the most quintessentially Avatar franchise thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> it exists, we swear. <laughs> yeah, it exists, we swear, and you're going to love it, when it, and it's coming eventually. <laughs> you're going to love it in a decade and a half. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm super excited to uh, get to know the Metkaina and how different they are from the Omatikaya and everything else we've seen so far. Um, I've been thirsting for some new um, information and variety on, on everything Pandora that is not tied to the Omatikaya because uh, we've been with them for what now? 11 years. <laughs> well, so yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to say they are boring, but um, like we've studied them for long enough, I would say. They're going to um, be forever the Natvi that we assume is like the default. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah the exactly. default. Those are the ones that we were familiar with. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not like it's not like everything Avatar over the last 
10 years has been like Omachi Kaya, Omachi Kaya. Well, I mean, like it has been, but there also really hasn't been that much. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's not, it's an unfortunate consequence of them being the first that we appear, that we like really saw. And also the only like media that we had to go off of. Um, but mm-hmm. I do know what you. I do know what you mean. Like I would love to see more, more different, you know, variations, different clans around Pandora, and mm-hmm. I think Frontiers of Pandora would also be a great vehicle for exploring that even further. Like taking the differences that we're going to see with the Metkaina, and then further expanding that onto other clans around Pandora. Mm-hmm. Um, regarding the Metkaina and their like differences, their visual differences. Uh, this is just straight out of a like visual design playbook. I mean, like if you wanted, I, I, just thinking about this from like a from a video game perspective, uh, you want to be able to clearly recognize like differentiating features between things and like breaking up silhouettes or like slightly changing, like you know having those wider fin-like arms or tails or whatever, is a very easy visual shorthand for like these ones are different. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the themes surrounding Avatar 2 especially are going to be like, hey, the Omatikaya move in with the Metkaina. Oh, the, you can tell that they're different. Like, you, the, you, like, you can't confuse an Omatikaya for a Metkaina if you look at it for more than like a second. Mm-hmm. And having that sense of otherness and like incongruity is going to be a very important storytelling vehicle for Cameron to work with. And it very much seems like something that he would do because, first of all, it's just sort of tied in with the his very scientific and sort of like nature. He's always thinking about how how like how would nature solve this problem, if that yeah. makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we also have to remember that with Avatar One, we spent a lot of time in rainforests, which you know Cameron's very very interested in it. But now that we're going to an ocean thing, we're kind of in his element now. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a huge oceanography buff, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's gonna be playing favorites. <laughs> oh yeah, like I'm very very interested to see what he does with this. Um, it there'll be a lot of interesting things, I think. Yep. And that's the segment. <laughs> there'll be a lot of interesting things. Well said. things are going to be interesting and that's going to make them interesting (laughs) wow this is the uh this is the top tier quality commentary that you expect from me (laughs) we were doing that the entire time i was up with my family because my dad said he was going to plug his phone he was going to plug his phone in so that it would be charged (laughs) and we just made fun of him for the entire rest of the time or just (laughs) being like yeah we're gonna head out so we can leave (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned with Ayana Mokri to keep exactly. it, keep up yeah. with all of the Avatar 2 news as it comes out. Thank you for doing that segment for me. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on to our next little piece of news. Uh, so something that me and Awe can definitely talk a lot about. Yay! Uh, an episode of uh, How To with John Wilson was re- recent, recently released, uh, and it has uh, some of your favorite hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in, in the in the actual episode, uh, so season two, episode five of How to with John Wilson is how to remember your dreams, and uh, without spoiling too much, uh, the episode sort of revolves around the balance between fantasy and reality, 
and eventually comes to a segment featuring some friends from Kalutral uh, who gathered for a meetup. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we were we were there. We were shown in the segment. Got to speak some Notvi and have that out there into the broader world. Uh, and once the episode aired, there was sort of an immediate uh, response Very from much. the uh, from just the broader like world, not just like you know in our little avatar circles here. Uh, a lot of people saying like, "Wow, that you know that's you know it's more impressive or you know deeper, more heartwarming than I expected." <laughs> I even. Uh... Got I even got a DM from somebody who worked on the show who said that he was actually asking me a, a question <laughs> about something that I said when I was there. Which oh, I thought okay. was funny. He was like, "If I knew more about Avatar, I would have been there too." <laughs> <laughs> That's one. Yeah, and this the response has sort of confirmed for me that the sleeping van theory, where there's actually a lot of people who are really into Avatar, they just don't have a way to like engage with it. There's nothing new to like talk about with it. But like yeah. as soon as there is something, all the Avatar people come out of the woodwork and you know, all the cynical <laughs> people are like, where were these people? They're just making it up and bandwagoning. Yeah. No one right. cares about Avatar. <laughs> Herder. Uh <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, it's it's actually really funny. So um a couple of instances before even that episode came out, I wear, you know, Avatar t-shirts around, um, including our one from Omaticon. Um, mm-hmm. And I've had people comment on them. Actually, somebody asked me once if it was Shadow of the Colossus, uh, <laughs> which I could see. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, it's actually Avatar. He wasn't too interested, but the uh, barista at the that was actually making the coffee was, got really uh-huh. interested. Oh, uh, yeah. And I've had people talk about it. I've had somebody talk about it at like a Target randomly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting how there's a lot of people where the that where Avatar really kind of got in touch with their emotions in some way, but they just didn't have any way to express that. And when they're reminded that it existed as a movie, they're suddenly like, "Oh yeah, I loved that movie," or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you don't become the highest grossing film of all time without people liking your film. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's sort of the basis of the sleeping fan theory is that like, yeah, when you don't have a way to engage with the thing, there's it doesn't get brought up as often. Like there wasn't a steady stream of merch. There wasn't a miniseries. There wasn't, you know... There wasn't a yeah. whole lot to do with Avatar unless you were a language learner. Yeah. Because, and now that we're starting to see, you know, more, whether it's just, you know, announcements of, yeah, the sequel is coming from the official Avatar Twitter or mm-hmm. stuff like this episode of How To With John Wilson. Just yeah. shake, shaking the jar a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and they're like, oh yeah, wait a second. This, it moves, you know, it's still there. Yeah. It didn't go away. And I think, I, I think was... almost, almost in a way, it's better for people who did like Avatar to not constantly be like, by the way, Avatar, by the way, Avatar, over the last decade because people's last interactions with avatar was coming out of a theater and being like damn that was a cool movie and i like that and i had this like emotional reaction or like that scene was really cool um but not like but not like letting it that get played out (laughs) 
yeah, so I think it can also be something uh, nostalgic at this point because it has been so long ago. Like people watched Avatar when they were well, was it like twelve years younger than mm-hmm. they are yes. now? So they probably will um, like remember when they when they watched Avatar for the first time. They're like, oh yeah, that was a different time, and like might get nostalgic about it. And then when they get because there was nothing in between, uh, they they might like attach these hopefully positive ideas to to Avatar one. So. I think that's really interesting. That's a really good point. Um, and that is that is a point that I was blind to as being being an old man because I was 20 <laughs> when I first saw I saw the first Avatar film and I'm, you know, 32 now. Not a lot has changed like I mean like yeah. not the, I've changed as a person obviously like I'm not like permanently stuck at the age of 20 but like you know the world that i was part of then and the world that i'm part of now like as an adult hasn't fundamentally changed but we get people all the time in kelly trail who are like yeah i grew up with avatar or like oh yeah i remember watching it when i was like on like dvd or whatever when i was like five or six and it's like how yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think yeah people have those warm nostalgic associations with stuff that they saw when they were younger at a sort of more innocent time in their life i experienced that all the time with retro games like Mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah this this is this brings me back to positive feelings even if though the thing like whether or not i'm enjoying the thing that i'm doing it's still that it has that aura of yeah. you know good old nostalgia yeah it's uh I, I think i was like 14 when i first saw it so not not an adult but also not like particularly young either like mm-hmm. like i was in high school at the time and everything for me, it was still just a um, just a an other world experience type of thing. Yeah, it, it's hard to describe sometimes. Yes, <laughs> but I also feel like anyone who's ever seen the film can somewhat relate yeah. on some level. <laughs> oh, Which also, presumably is the like the Venn diagram of people who have seen Avatar and people who are listening to this podcast is probably a perfect circle. <laughs> well, a subset, I guess. Yeah. Yes. We I wish. Yes. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's two circles, but like they completely overlap. But (laughs) everyone, if if everyone who saw Avatar also listened to this podcast, uh, I would be in a different line of work. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Then you could hire an editor, right? Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. (laughs) I would not be having issues getting into other graduate schools. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, (laughs) But no, I'm curious. Um, well, first off, I want to, for future reference, um, I was a comic shop guy, or token ginger, as I like to call. <laughs> um, and yes, I was, yeah, if you, if you see the episode of How to with John Wilson, uh, Tawe is the individual I met at the comic book store. Uh, and yes, and I appear as the guy at the whiteboard giving the not be lesson. I think yep. I have like two other lines. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the entire world knows how how adjectives works, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, adjectives. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, that was the important thing. We wanted to make sure. Uh, <laughs> if I could get, if I could make the world understand one thing, this is how adjectives work. In <laughs> <laughs> if I could make them understand one thing, it's how to pronounce all the words. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> oh man, but uh, I'm curious how everybody here reacted to the episode. You know, maybe not. With too many spoilers, but just like your general overall reaction. 
mm-hmm. I mean, I, I knew what you guys looked for, uh, before I watched the episode. Uh, I knew what you looked like. So it wasn't a big like face reveal to me or something. <laughs> um, but it was surreal still in a way to see you guys move. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I feel moving that. and talking and stuff. So it, it, it completed the picture a bit more of, in, in my head. And it was like really nice to um, see you guys come together and, and being interviewed and, and talk about the thing you love. And um, I really liked it without giving too much away uh, what was talked about and stuff like that. Um, I really liked it. Like it was heartwarming and it was nice to see, especially because um, the guy that made the thing, John Wilson, mm-hmm. um, didn't like it. It didn't feel like he was. Uh, he wanted to to portray as some as some kind of freak um, or, or some nerds or something. But he just like uh, showed you yeah. in an honest and and um, curious way. I would say. So yeah, before any of the, for everybody listening, before anybody here agreed to it, um, we had Mako, who also was there. Um, he went through pretty much his entire backlog of his first season to see how he treated guests and how the show came across to make sure that it wouldn't be, you know, oh, look at these freaks. But, mm-hmm. And I tend to agree there. It was very much like, hey, here's a bunch of people that really like doing this thing, and I want to show you all these people who like doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've started watching the series. Uh, after the, I will admit the episode I was in was the first episode I had seen. I had, Same. I was just vaguely aware of the series. But um, have, yeah, having watched a couple of other episodes now, his show rides such an interesting balance of like these are people who could easily be made fun of or just the innate premise of what they do like if you were to write a two-sentence biography of any of the subjects that he features heavily on his episodes um they're like that's quirky and weird and a lesser you know, artists might just run with that of that's quirky and weird. And we're going to make all sorts of funny, funny, weird jokes, like at that person's expense. Hmm. But how to with John Wilson takes his subjects and is like, okay, we admit that the premise here is weird, but let's also just sort of dig deeper and let them just be their genuine selves and just see like, how fascinating can that be? Or like how humanizing can that be? Or being like, dang this is a window into a world that i didn't know existed mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah and i think that's where the show succeeds and i also think that our community was sort of perfect for that absolutely i agree because on the surface what we do is fucking weird like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is. I don't think there's there's nobody here that is either delusional or recognizes that learning to speak a constructed language from a sci-fi film from a decade ago is an unusual thing. Now, like uh, you're uh, either aware of that and embrace that, or mm-hmm. you're delusional. Fun fact: I mean, I'm, I'm aware of it, but yeah. not always, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I have a very clear opinion that everyone is kind of weird in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are just more conventionally weird somehow like i mean for yeah. some reason people do stamp collecting i've always found it to like the weirdest thing to 
be obsessed about, right? I mean, why? <laughs> so, like, when I interact daily, like, on a day-to-day -day basis with, with you know, the, the Navi community, uh, I'm just like, this is totally normal. And, I mean, when I think mm -hmm. about it, I'm like, yeah, most people wouldn't do this. But, I mean, <laughs> you care, me, uh, right? You, re <laughs> you reminded me of one of my favorite quotes from our own uh, Alim Tsamsiu. Which is normal is just the default weird. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I that's I've stolen that as a motto now. <laughs> I, I was going to say yeah no. Fun fact: uh, when I first joined the uh, Nutfi language community, uh, it took me three to four months before I eventually told my parents that I was doing that, and I was living with them at the time. Mm. Oh. Yeah, it was just like I was I didn't know how they would react which was weird because my parents mm -hmm. are extremely understanding and also quite weird people so they wouldn't really <laughs> care but like right. it was just it was a very personal thing and i wanted to you know kind of reveal it at some point mm -hmm. um, right and funny enough my mom start my mom actually picked up a copy of the uh, activist survival guide from the library and started looking at some of the words in the in the glossary nice. after I told her, so. <laughs> cool. I'm the yeah. kind of person where I immediately gush about anything that I'm into to anyone <laughs> who will listen. So within a week of me learning to speak Natvi, everyone in my circle knew I was learning to speak Natvi. <laughs> um, and my family is, is like, they're pretty supportive and they'll, they'll get excited about anything I'm excited about. And so like occasionally my mom will like try to text me in Natvi and it's mostly just like word for word translations of stuff. But yeah, I appreciate the gesture. Yeah, my mom's pretty much only done like interjections before. I remember I when I first started learning, I printed out the Horan at the time, like mm -hmm. on paper, put it in a binder and took it with me to my job at COSI at the time. And I would read it when there was no when I was able to you know there was nobody around or i had mm -hmm. some time and could just kind of sit and read read through it and i had a couple instances where people came up and saw it and was asking about it and thought it was really cool so that like i've been surprised by how many people think it's interesting mm -hmm. can confirm absolutely Back to sleeper you, fan theory <laughs> if you have an actual like bound copy of the horan and i think people even when strangers see it they, they must assume it's serious right yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much I was going to just kind of give my thoughts on the episode real quick. I wanted, there's so many specifics I want to discuss, but I don't want to spoil it. I ended up watching it. I was up with my parents um, for uh, Christmas, so we watched it um, when it premiered. So I watched it with my parents and my brother there and everybody. I was very happy with what they with how they did it as well. I thought they, like has already been said, they displayed the community in a way that was very what's the word neutral i guess would be a way to put it like it's not there's no judgment either way mm -hmm. so yeah, you they're not, they're not there's not an angle that's being pushed that is separate from the way that it really is yeah so you didn't see it beforehand right let's guess so you, you no. were just surprised it was on the television yeah like we we knew we ended up figuring out finding out what day it came out but we yeah we had seen none of the footage that they were including we didn't preview the episode beforehand nothing right. um but yeah. I'll also point I mean, we out were physically there. Yeah, like, like we, were we know what there. we did. <laughs> we remember what we did, but that's about it. I will. Yeah, I like, will point out anybody mm -hmm. to anybody who watches the episode. We were wondering whether uh, John Wilson, the way John Wilson acts in the show, was how he actually acts. The answer is yes. 
Yeah, he, is, he's yeah, a, he doesn't put on a character for his show. Yeah, no, he is uh, in and of himself a very quirky person, so he fit in with like this group immediately. <laughs> um, he was super, super chill. Um, I'm also going to give a little bit of a shameless plug here. On January 8th is when Omatikan 2022 is, and we have John Wilson as a Q&A guest. Yeah. Uh, so you can sign up for Omaticon. It's a virtual event, uh, just a virtual gathering of fans. There's games, trivia, giveaways, uh, and also just special guests like John Wilson. Uh, you can sign up on kelutral.org. Yep. Anyway, continue with your uh, plug, or if that was the end that, of it. That, was, can... that was the plug. The only other plug <laughs> I did was in the episode. I mean. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah. I, think I, I, I appreciate that you did do that drop like in the episode and that it made it into the episode because definitely a lot of people have been showing up at Kelutrol and I don't think without... Yeah. I mean, it was also on the cake, right? But Yeah, but still, like... <laughs> no, uh, that was... Yeah, I, I, I actually messaged Mako uh, after we watched the episode and was like, so what'd you think of the plug? And... <laughs> <laughs> That cake, by the way. I know, so right? Did you eat all of it? Oh, hell no. No, <laughs> no hell no. We had like two pieces, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah, I think everybody I had, had a piece. piece. And the entire production crew was just John Wilson, I guess. Or were there actually more people? Uh, well, there were, there were people who were helping with the process. I can't yes. get into the details, but it wasn't just John. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will. Yeah, uh, it's like a production I could get into the details on this. Um, John Wilson was the one filming. Yes. The entire yes. time. He, he was in the. He was like he was the person carrying the camera the entire time. It just maybe it, that, that nicely connects to like other things I noticed about the episode because for me this was as well this was the first uh, episode of this show that I I've watched. Mm-hmm. Um, so just besides the not the like the the Kalutra segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like John Wilson has the biggest library of stock footage of random topics in, in uh, like in the world, I guess. Carl yeah. Sainz, like whatever yeah. he says, he always has this weird yeah, clip know, right? that is somehow related, uh, which I find very funny. Also a bit weird, but I mean that's fine. That's the um, intersection of two things, Willem. That is one, he does this in New York City, and that's yeah. just New York City. Uh, right. Can confirm. Two, he is always filming, like always oh, yeah. filming. Um, I can't think of. There was like a couple of instances during the day that we were filming where I saw that like he wasn't because he was like resting his arm, yeah, from carrying wow. the camera. And I think taking a break to eat something. Like <laughs> yes, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't. He usually didn't film himself when he was eating. But <laughs> yeah, like. Um, like I can recount the, I can recount the, you know, the day filming, <laughs> like yeah. I can recount that day. And every time I saw John, he had the camera going and he was looking at something or another, like, I think, so there was a segment that did show that we were in uh, central park for a little bit mm-hmm. and we had to go to central park from where we were. And like I... just walking down the street, he was filming. Like he was just filming around him at different things. So if that's just one day in the life of John John Wilson, then I can totally believe how he has that stock footage <laughs> yeah. library. He just has like a petabyte drive at home with all footage. Yeah. Yeah. So what... Speaking what of the thing... 
I oh, do yeah, have to ahead, say, please. speaking of the park bit, I am so happy that he used the footage of me climbing that tree. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy to see that he put that in there. Mm-hmm. I was so a what, little upset that he included didn't include. Uh, I mean, yeah. like, did, the, did the thing in the episode of like, oh, they have like sex with their ponytails or whatever. Like, I specifically, yeah, we like, specifically d- said no. Debunked <laughs> that, but that that part was not included. It was it was oh. while we were on the rocks though at the uh, at the at the end part. We 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 specifically talked about that. We were I remember yeah. that too. I was like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I was like, if there's one min- misconception that I could clean up, it's that they don't have sex with their ponytails. <laughs> it was quite an interesting ride, though. <laughs> there's, yeah. of course, plenty of stuff that he didn't use, but um, there's plenty mm-hmm. of stuff he did use um, that I was very happy he did use. Overall, yeah, I'm also content with it. I couldn't be happier. I mean, like, <laughs> I didn't really... What's a way to? What's how do I phrase this? Like you were, I mean, if you were like me, I was both excited and nervous to see how it came out. Um, like I trusted, based off of what I knew about him and how he acted, I trusted him to do a good job and not do, misrepresent in any way. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it. Um, I was I was kind of like uh, I'm either gonna look like a dork, which is true. Or, like, this is going to be delightful. And based off of all my interactions during the, during the trip, I was like, oh, no, these, they actually do seem genuine. Like, this doesn't seem like it's going to be played up for laughs. Yeah, he's not, um, he's not trying to, make, like we said before, he's not trying to make fun. He's actually genuinely, yeah. he even did a couple of interviews about this. He's, like, he's genuinely interested in people who are interested in things. Yeah. He wants to Which know. Which is a good way to live it. life. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I think at least I, I can relate to that because I know I, I, in fact, I think I've done this with you, uh, Pom, a couple times where it's just like, I can, I will sit and listen to somebody talk about something they're interested in for hours because one, I like learning things. Two, best way to learn things is to learn it from somebody who's interested in it. Yes, I do believe I've spent at least an hour or two talking about how uh, the Pokemon Red and Blue engine works. <laughs> I, I remember that, and I remember learning how that works, and I was like, this is the coolest thing. <laughs> I was like, this is one of the coolest things I've learned about in a while. Just because, I mean, I play video games a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I also really hope... I mean, it's not too spoilery, I guess, but I I specifically mentioned a couple of instances where I talked about how I had a after watch after watching Avatar again, there would be a, instances pretty much every time I watched it where I would have about a week of extremely severe depression, mm-hmm. um, which people may recognize as when it came out there was all this hype around um, post Avatar depression and all this stuff, which so it was basically yeah. that. And I, I guess I hope it made people realize that, that it wasn't just some th- overhyped thing in the news, but also that it was something that was real, something that happened to people. And there's, but there were ways to cope with it. And it's not, it's not crazy or silly or stupid to be to for something like that to happen, especially when you're right. talking about a a fantasy escapism world like. Mm-hmm. It, it's not that 
it's not outlandish in any way and i think that's something that not just this episode but the series as a whole does very well is show the people who are like show the people experiencing the thing or doing the thing because it's easy to be sort of dismiss it when somebody is abstracted or like what somebody is going through is abstracted through the lens of like a news article like oh people in the abstract are experiencing feelings of depression after seeing avatar it's like okay i can understand how somebody who was sort of less engaged with this whole human experience thing would look at that and be like oh these guys like what's wrong with them or whatever but like as soon as you see like an actual human being talking about their experiences and their lived experiences you can't like shut that out as easily it becomes extremely real yeah it's like it's it's something that actually affected people um i think i mentioned it in the episode but i don't or like when we were filming but i don't think it ended up getting in the episode but that that severe depression is actually part of the reason i took a semester off from school while I was in graduate school because I experienced uh, the world of Avatar for the first time uh, at Disney and Mm -hmm. it had that effect and I had about a week of severe depression. It put me way behind in schoolwork and then the anxiety kicked in and I just couldn't handle it and I had to take some time off. Mm -hmm. Um, I was thankful that all of my professors were very understanding about that and were able to actually i was able to actually take that time off mm-hmm. but, um yeah it's something that uh, is real and affects people but i've also found um through discussion with my psychiatrist and therapist and everything that the thing that helped me with that the most was was this community and immersing myself into this community because it gave me a way to it's going to sound really cheesy and but it gave a way to kind of keep the spirit of the movie always in my mind and help me be able to experience it without that depression episode afterwards i've since had i have not had an issue with that ever since i joined this community that's nice uh, i mean that makes that makes sense to me. I'm pausing to let other people speak if they want to. Speak. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that does make sense to me. I, I feel like a large part of the whole, I guess this is an episode about uh, post-Avatar depression now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but we did, We've teased it like, only for the past, like, 30 episodes. Uh. Right. Like episode <laughs> yes, three at true. one point. Yeah. <laughs> this is the episode now, guys. We did it. So, surprise. <laughs> it's the episode. Uh, no, but I, I feel like a large part of the phenomenon of post-Avatar depression is because of the how impossible the world feels. Like, yeah. you're not only shown how beautiful Pandora and such can be, but also because it's several layers of abstraction. One, it's a fantasy film it's not obviously but like by definition not real and then like even in universe it's like not real and so distant and like not something that can reasonably be attained um yeah i think that's where the the, that hopelessness element comes from and by engaging with the avatar community you sort of 
make it become real in a way. I mean, not we're not like LARPing that we're not fees on Pandora or whatever, but well, there was that one instance. I was going to well, say there's a few people who've tried that in the past. <laughs> okay, sure, but the the point is by like exploring how you feel about the film and you know the your engagement and interest in it with other people it sort of does ground it in the real world that does exist that you can attain and it removes that very depressing element of this is far away and can never be yeah it's like and it's also the instance where I know I have these feelings, but I also know there's a ton of people in this community who have had those feelings too. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. like, it, it's the idea of, I can actually talk to somebody about it and talk with somebody about it. Like who gets it. <laughs> yeah. Like I could be like, how cool is this scene? And somebody else will definitely chime in and be like, Oh yeah, I remember that's my favorite or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, I mean, it, it's something that that especially with Avatar was missing from my life for a long time until I found this this community. Mm-hmm. I mean, guess where my username comes from? Eana O'Neill, which means yep. blue or green dream. <laughs> it's like the desire to have a world here on Earth that is similar to Pandora, because um, I've experienced post-Avatar depression myself, and it it's uh, like died down after watching it like 500 times now but (laughs) yeah (laughs) the the bittersweet feeling after watching it still still resides in me every time and it's uh because i i feel like um all humans in some shape or form have this deep desire inside of them to live in harmony with the human beings around them and, and the nature they are living in but we are unable to because we are caught in this modern world which is basically made out of concrete and stuff um, yeah. But this desire yeah. still is inside of us, and so it, we are we are living in a disconnect that is constant with with what we need, what we want, which and is, we can't get there. <laughs> like, which is almost almost uh, I don't know if I'd call it ironic or serendipitous, but it's like that th- this fantasy world only exists because of all of that technology and everything, uh-huh. which is almost totally, yeah totally ironic yeah yeah it's just, um, it's just <laughs> almost poetic and it's <laughs> but yeah. yeah no and the this community wouldn't exist without the technology mm-hmm, absolutely but like no i totally get what you're saying though like it's the same it's a very similar feeling to what i got when i was out in colorado and experienced the rocky mountains for the first time mm. like well, quote unquote first time the first time where i was not two years old like first time i can remember it and it is it's like this surreal feeling of it's of just the majesty and beauty of it Mm -hmm. that that actually exists and you can go back to it right yeah that that is some difference i will be living near it as soon as i possibly can nice Mm. but yeah it's one of those special instances like and honestly the I think I've talked briefly about it to some people, like um, obviously my therapist and everything like that. But that episode was actually one of the first times I publicly addressed it as something that affected me that severely. As I put it with um, with my wife when I mentioned this, I was like, it, I wanted, I wanted to talk about it because I wanted people to, I wanted it to be something that people could see and be like, oh yeah, I remember having these feelings. Mm-hmm. And somebody acknowledging it on TV is 
I felt like was something kind of important. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of I, I've been sort of passively tracking some of the like Twitter response to the episode, um, just searching some keywords and just seeing what people are saying. And like a lot of people have been saying like, man, like these these Avatar nerds are like supremely brave for like saying you know what they did on camera but like also it's just very touching and very humanizing mm-hmm. so i like it did the right thing i don't know if there was any doubt or reassur- reassurance required there but <laughs> i mean i appreciate it <laughs> it's def- it was definitely something i was nervous about but understandably yeah. it's... i was just nervous about making a mistake in my not be lesson <laughs> 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 I was nervous about making a mistake in my not fee period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, my so I, I'm an outlier in that I didn't really, I don't, didn't and do not really experience any form of like post Avatar depression or something. It's definitely something that's like fascinated me, and mm-hmm. the world of Avatar is something that it, it's just another thing for me to obsess over. Mm. which i feel like how it's how i engage with things is like i I feel like you on everything (laughs) you you like world building stuff a lot too because i I know we've talked a lot about world building stuff oh yeah Um, absolutely and that's like that's that's like my sort of my primary draw to avatar Um, yeah so like in a way i was a little bit separate from some of the other folks that were shown in the group like i'm kind of just air quotes just here to be a teacher but i also very much appreciate the like the human connection and what brings us together and that's i think that's that's something that i can i'm always on board with is the importance of not only just our relationship with nature but also just our relationship with each other mm-hmm. like as human beings like to be social creatures yeah yeah, and it's and, an important thing. I mean, I think we've all learned how important some social interaction is during this pandemic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yep. Not being able to, even with Discord, I mean, during the first major lockdown in the U.S., I know me and Pom were hopping on and playing games quite a bit with a couple yep. of other people. And, like, even with that, there was, I still felt like, I was like, I just want to talk to somebody in person. <laughs> right. I'm, Thankfully, I lucked out, and my I was able to stay with my then girlfriend, now wife at the time. So, <laughs> but without that, I feel like I would have been like ridiculously depressed. Just mm-hmm. yeah. So that was real. Um, yep, <laughs> that was a thing. Uh, the, anyway, there was some grammar updates. <laughs> the language. <laughs> Do we want to talk about that? <laughs> Anyone even interested in grammar updates? Per- Perfect segue. Uh. <laughs> Nailed it. Ten out of ten. Nailed so it. Some things that something that people in my community really obsess about is grammar. Yeah. Another <laughs> another very obsessive point of. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, Willem, do you want to lead the segment? I mean, the segment can be very short. It, it is yeah. a very simple update. So so actually, we have been away for for months with the animal yes. uh, in hibernation mode. Uh, We've but all we been haven't busy. Had sorry what was that listen we've all been busy (laughs) yes yes definitely um but in any case it was not a big problem because there was not that much news in the meantime uh so basically we've only had a single minor grammar update which is about loan words so if i have a a loan word uh for example uh christmas which in navi then becomes 
caddis missy. Um, then it ends with an e because in that we word cannot end with an s sound. Uh, so they just insert the e, and that was already known. Like all the loan words we have uh, do that. Uh, but what's, what was not known is that if you put a case ending behind it, uh, then in some cases the e disappears again, uh, which in my ear sounds really funny and weird and I have to get used to it and I don't like it, but I mm -hmm. don't like it because, you know, it's new and I have to get used to it and I have to change all the code from my dictionary website to make <laughs> it work again, uh, which I spent half the afternoon on today and I was so frustrated with how difficult it is that I th threw away all the code again. Uh, <laughs> so then I have to try again tomorrow, I guess. So yeah, it's it is an it, it does sound like it's an interesting edge case, but it makes so much sense to me and to the point where like when that when you know that clarification dropped, it was just like oh yeah, that I wasn't really surprised by that. It's interesting for sure, but it doesn't seem surprising. Like it was always the weakest like sound in Nafi. Like it's constantly being dropped. It's only yes. really like it shows up when a sound is needed to make a valid like sound cluster and it only shows up for that like for that reason it's sort of like how uh katakana words in japanese uh, they just use ooh as like a filler sound yes. and even if you listen to some japanese speakers say these things they drop that ooh sound when possible hmm. yes exactly but so so yes that's very very true um, they do drop the sound, but they do not drop it grammatically in the sense that if I put a particle behind it in Japanese, it doesn't just erase the sound again. Um, so that is like why I intuitively always thought of it like, okay, we have kerismisi. Mm -hmm. Like the E, maybe you wouldn't really say, like, would maybe say like kerismisi with a very silent yeah. E. But yeah. then still, I mean, it's part of the word kind of, because for Na'vi, like in a Na'vi mind, in, in my mind, mm -hmm. what the Na'vi mind would think about this word, it's like, it's still part of the word. It's just silent. So for me, it's like counterintuitive that you would then drop it. Uh, but I mean, I just have to get used to it. It's fine. Also, yeah, as you were saying, A is dropped always really, when there's anything behind it that makes it droppable. Uh, except that no one ever does it because you know you still write it so uh, well, and it's it's kind of a weird argument to be coming at it from the well it's written this way argument because writ written nafi is something is a product of our convenience it's not yep. something that the nafi consider so yes. like every we need to come at the nafi language and its grammar from the perspective of this is spoken this yeah, is exactly, spoken exactly. and this is how we choose to write it down for now for, from that perspective <laughs> it definitely makes so much sense to actually drop the ear, right? Because mm -hmm. we have a rule that says if you have an ear, unstressed ear at the end of a word and behind it comes some kind of vowel, we just drop mm -hmm. the ear. And so if you say, I mean, that's an unstressed ear, you can just drop it. So if you don't even think about it in the terms of, of the written form, yes, I agree. And it makes sense. I just have to get used to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is this is the one situation where my kind of jerk ass approach to loan words uh, actually comes in handy. <laughs> like if I, if you were to have me say like uh, like uh, Christmas Day or whatever, I would say just like per Christmas. Like I wouldn't. I don't bother like <laughs> phoneticizing 
uh, word, loan words into Nafi. Like if I'm talking about coffee, I just say coffee. Like I almost switch tones when I'm saying the word back to like just how I normally say coffee. So because it, it's not a Nafi word. So, <laughs> and so would in, Christmas Eve be Taram Christmas or? Tone is more accurate because the celebration does refer to the evening. Like Christmas Christmas Eve Day is like its own like thing. It's like not something considered, but Christmas <laughs> Eve, like the night before is the soul anyway oh, I mean, yeah <laughs> I, I always thought that eve just meant evening but that might be my simple non-english mind um, no you're right <laughs> it's another word for halloween is all hallows eve yeah i'd like another or another phrasing of it is sometimes referred to as all hallows eve yeah for the people who want to sound mystical and magical yeah for the people who want to make it sound awesome for, for the hipsters who don't like halloween <laughs> how can you not like halloween like, just, I can understand. I can understand being ambivalent to Halloween. But. <laughs> okay, if we're off topic anyway, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, when are we like, on topic? <laughs> in, in the Netherlands, we used to have this this other uh, Sint Maarten, which is like a few days before Halloween, uh, or no, after. I don't know really. Like it's similar, except like 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 kids do trick and treat, uh, but there's usually like no dressing up. And then, like, you know, it, Halloween got imported, as people say. Like, I don't care, but people can get very worked up about it. It came from America, you know? Oh, mm -hmm. no. It's it's invading our culture. I mean, I don't care, but it's, it's, <laughs> right. it, it, I guess it's fun to, to walk around dressed up and stuff. But it's not so much of a thing yet here, so. I mean, yeah. the, the traditional Day of the Dead is on, uh, is the 1st and 2nd of November. Right. And by that, it's, like, overnight. I mean, Halloween is just an, uh, a holiday that has been exported to the USA and is now being re-imported to Europe. So who cares? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, I definitely yeah. do not care. It's yeah. just like well, if you're saying who cannot love Halloween, yes, there's people who don't, do not like Halloween <laughs> uh, for, for weird reasons that I do not fully grasp. But yes. Well, they sound like fun people. Uh, yeah, fun, definitely oh, the type of people that I would want to walk around. <laughs> right. Like, hang out. Apparently it or originated from the Celtic people of ancient britain and ireland that tracks interesting yeah today i learned well i know that a long time ago jack-o-lanterns were like made out of potatoes and so if it what if it came from if it came from ireland then that tracks yeah. well they didn't have anything else so <laughs> everything is potato now now a, now it's Russia that everything's potato, so. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's everything that happened in the world of Avatar. In uh, the world of Avatar, yes. The world of Avatar. <laughs> Including Halloween and, yeah. Yeah. Halloween and Christmas, now, now parts of Pandora. There was discussion about that. I believe I've specifically said that if a, uh, an Avatar holiday special ever came out, that I would... Uh, go through the trouble of inventing a time machine to uh, completely erase it from existence. <laughs> well, maybe it'll What be would good. that look like? What would an Avatar yeah, long as special it's, look like? As long as it's not actually Christmas. <laughs> and, it's, and it's significantly better than whatever the hell the Star Wars one was, then I don't care. Yeah. 
I, I, I feel like people are overly projecting yeah. what happened with the Star Wars holiday special onto any like theoretical holiday special. I feel like by nature a holiday special is a little bit campy, but yeah. I've heard the Lego Star Wars year, one is good. Yeah, if there's a if there's a time of year to be a little bit campy, it is the holidays. Anyway, As usual, I've that. missed all of the meme culture references, so... <laughs> Best Christmas <laughs> movie fine. is Elf, don't at me. I'm partial to the Santa Claus for The Santa Claus is good. Santa Claus is, is one of my favorites. Can we wrap up this episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, not no. conversation anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are about it. an hour in. <laughs> we are an hour and seven in, depending on how much of the introduction I cut out. <laughs> <laughs> so... Do you want me to do you want me to give the uh the official we will skip it this <laughs> uh, you can I'm usually the one who does that but if you if you feel that if you would be happier doing it then sure unfortunately because we just can't stay on topic damn it we're gonna have to skip the not be conversation this time and because there was just so much to talk about but uh stay tuned for future episodes of Ayana Mukri where we may find a way to stay on track and have not be conversation practice into the new year we're definitely going to keep uh, all avatar fans afoot to the latest news and uh, mm -hmm. you won't want to miss it so make sure to subscribe on your platform of choice um i've been Pomeric. I've been Tawe. Well, I'm a William. <laughs> I am Eana. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't normally do this kind of an outro. Yeah. Nope. I love I. I love I. I love I. I love I. <laughs>